0: Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, onto to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran.
1: Welcome to Episode 1 where Justin Bennett and I are going to talk about how a different paradigm creates different results. Justin, you talk about a different paradigm creates different results. Dive into that for me, will you?
0: Matt, after really understanding how money works in a personal economy and in a planning setting, it's important to spend some time to create context on what that means. And so what we do at Bennett Financials, we spend a lot of time up front, and a lot of conversation, a lot of narrative around helping people recognize that certain paradigms around money, around decisions, around planning leads to certain results. And what we've learned is that there is a conventional thought process or a conventional paradigm around traditional planning or conventional planning, also referred to as uh, you know, that results in a very transactional based rate of return chasing kind of a an approach. And the results that follow are oftentimes inconsistent with what people typically want. So we try to help our clients to get really dialed into a little bit of a different paradigm. And with that comes significantly different results.
1: Well, let's break that paradigm down. So, so you're you're bucking against the normal system that most people will have with their advisors. So, what is the focus that you want your clients to have?
0: No doubt about it that we are and we recognize that and we realize that it's a uh it's a big mountain to climb, but I think once people start to open up and find themselves in this conversation, not only is it extremely refreshing, it's also extremely rewarding for the client. But I think what has to happen, Matt, is that the client or the person really needs to have an understanding of what their end game, that's what we call it, their end game can look like based off of what they know to be true today. And what I mean there is that everybody's working hard, trying to get to a point in time where they can convert person at work to money at work. And when they get to that point, there's going to be another twenty or thirty years ahead of them, commonly referred to as this thing called retirement, but we call it wealth distribution. We call it monetizing assets. We call it converting assets to income. And I think what needs to be understood is that what is potentially their end game going to look like based off of what they know to be true today and what their capacity is between now and then.
1: How do you help them paint that picture, Justin? I mean, that sounds like a really that sounds like not only a deep conversation, but a broad conversation too.
0: It is broad. I think we do a fairly decent job uh, keeping it simple. And so what we do is we just use the information that we know to be true today based off of their current net worth, their current discipline around money, their current inefficiencies that could be redeployed towards wealth building and protection. And we start to build in and model out a track for them to run on that will ultimately lead to, within reason, a probable range of wealth that they will arrive at. When they get to the end game. So as complex and daunting as it may sound, I think we do a fairly good job trying to help clients understand what it means to them in their world.
1: Now, this has got to be a difficult, a difficult thing to have people push themselves out and really see uh, where they want to be tomorrow. Right. Um, Now that you open up that conversation, what are some of the things that you see uh, make it more difficult? I mean, is there social factors? Are there other factors that make people have a more difficult time with this? Because this really does, again, you're changing a massive paradigm here. I'm sure you have to run up against some sort of issues.
0: We uh, definitely run up against some sort of headwinds. And I think a lot of that ends up being uh, attributable to misinformation in the marketplace. And the misinformation comes from a number of different sources. But I think, frankly, it's just a lot of confusion and misinformation that is conveyed to the general public. And once they peel back the onion and get to the root knowledge and the verifiable factual information, they're able to make a more intelligent and informed decision. So misinformation definitely creates a lot of headwind.
1: Well, what, what else causes a lot of headwinds? So so there is a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, but with misinformation, there also comes, uh, you know, auxiliary things like, like people's opinions, or they heard from, you know, Jimmy at the last cocktail party that this was the best thing to invest in for blankety-blank. How do you overcome that and help them take that long view?
0: No doubt about it. I think the key behind that, Matt, is to help clients and people recognize that there's always going to be opinions out there and they're just that, their opinion. So it's typically one's bias about the way that they see a certain microeconomic money decision, but rather sometimes they may not really look at the, the, the facts behind it. So I often say, let's get rid of opinions, whether it be from know, Uncle Joe, Aunt Sally, mom, dad, brother, cousin, friend, whomever, and although they may be successful people in the craft that they are in, and therefore they're able to create significant cash flow from that concentration that they may be in, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's transferable to their knowledge around how money works in a personal economy. So we try to check opinions at the door, and we also, frankly, have recognized that there's a lot of lack of attention to one's personal economy. And I think what happens is over the course of time, as people's world becomes more demanding, more complex, and frankly, you know, just a lot going on in one's life, people easily don't give their money and their planning the attention that it deserves. And sometimes they just get to a point where they drift away from their planning and they just find it to be a a less desirable thing that they want to be able to do. And so what ends up happening is they just, you know, create this, This decision making process that oftentimes is just based off of convenience and, you know, convenience, although it allows them to arrive at a decision, the consequence that follows that decision of making it based off of convenience is very, very rarely in line with what they truly want. How do you get them back on
1: track, Justin? I mean, lack of attention, lack of desire, and it not being convenient to really mess with it, or it doesn't really allow them some of the freedoms that they were looking for. How do you, as a as a financial planner, really get them back on track?
0: Well, we we look at it as our mission to continuously, every day, all day, no matter what the circumstances are, is play a role in the people's lives of those who want to be fully committed to their planning. And want to, frankly, create results that have never been experienced before, and so what we try to do is really build out and model more of a, what we call a macroeconomic life plan. It's a what we've coined to be a lifetime financial discipline. It's something that is always needing attention. It never stops. It's always requiring some level of maintenance, and so what we try to do is have these conversations with people, and for those that understand and recognize and start to become really, really engaged, what they do is they end up really following, you know, the rules of engagement, which I think puts them in a position that they've never experienced before, or yet they've never had a conversation similar to the conversation that we have with people.
1: So I love the macroeconomic life plan. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now, when you're putting that into play, and you're changing this major paradigm of how people are supposed to look at this sort of stuff, can you unpack that even more
0: sure so macro naturally means uh wide angle uh it's the opposite of micro so macro is is big right it's it's something significant so if we treat one's personal economy as macro it would suggest that it encompasses all the underlying micro money decisions that people make over the course of time and so what we've discovered is that a lot of times these money decisions are made simply to check off the box and say I have, you know, put money in my 401k and I'm going to set it and forget it. Uh, I'm going to check off the life insurance box because I secured some some level of term life insurance. I'm going to check off the box because I I bought my house. Uh, check off the box because I you know bought a mutual fund or. Uh, put some money in some other investment. And what ends up happening is there tends to be a lot of these micro, small decisions that are made in a macro economy, personal economy, of course, that is, within the person's life. And if there's a failure to recognize how all these decisions are integrated and coordinated together, it just will simply lead to a lack of efficiency. So we do a really, really good job helping people recognize that They need to be macro, but then we need to get dialed into all of these more micro decisions. And the most critical, the most important element is how are these decisions working together to the extent that there's not concentration risk, there's not overlap of various asset classes. And so we really want to spend a lot of time with clients in that regard and be able to look at the big picture from protection to savings to wealth building and really help clients understand what the outcomes will look like before the decision is actually made today. See, that's an interesting point mm-hmm. that I think, you know, oft, oftentimes Matt is, is overlooked. I mean, we we make decisions based off of, you know, a future point in time that we're going to get to, but because we're not yet there, we don't fully mm-hmm. embrace or understand what that decision is going to feel like because we're not yet at that future point. So we always tell clients and tell our people that they need to have an understanding to some extent of what that future value is going to look like based off of the present day decision before they make the decision, because there's a direct correlation between the two.
1: Life changes, right? And and so you're asking people to project themselves exactly what you were just talking about. But how set in stone is this macroeconomic life plan? I mean, how flexible is it for your clients?
0: Tremendous tremendous amount of flexibility. Simply put, we feel like there are a number of things that people often declare as guaranteed in life. But what we do know is that change in one person's life will absolutely happen. And there will be things that arise in the future that they can't even think about today. So we need the utmost flexibility, the utmost ability to maneuver through address on life events, be able to allow continuity of planning to play out in a manner in which somebody wants, whether they're here or not. We want to make sure that irrespective of what the tax code may say at any given point in time, their plan is going to work. We want to make sure that there's ample long-term view of what the markets can do for clients. So we want to really make sure that there's always this clarity and purpose around making decisions.
1: Fantastic. So what else are we missing with this massive paradigm shift?
0: I think it's it's a I think it's a movement in society that uh, is definitely uh, has started and, you know, will continue to move in the direction of being able to make refreshing, very, very highly customized decisions based off of one's personal situation and move away from of a boilerplate template, hey, this just makes sense for the previous person, so it must make sense for you. And I think people really need to understand that although the planning is going to be highly, highly customized to what their world currently looks like and can look like, there are general similarities that we have found that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, people are trying to work to get to a point in time where they can start to lean on their assets and create the income that they're currently creating. And they don't like a drop in lifestyle. They don't want to compromise. They don't want to have to say no. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens is they need to really fully understand how a present day decision may work with respect to a distribution income strategy in the future. And if there's not that full understanding today, then I think what happens is people arrive at their end game and beyond with a lot of unintended consequences.
1: Okay. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So just bear with me. Um, Hey, Justin, this seems like a lot of work, man. I mean, so as a client, you know, how help me understand a little bit more of the process, right? So when, when we're when when you're meeting with a client, and you're taking them through this process, how much work is it for me? And then how much work is it for your team?
0: So we talk about input versus output and no different than anything in life. uh, Nothing good comes without a little bit of effort. So it is simply easy to not put forth some effort to your planning. And what will come out of that is a harder life in the future. So we feel like if somebody is able to put a little bit of effort, a little bit of concentration, a little bit of awareness around their planning which naturally is a little bit harder and takes a little bit more effort today, they will absolutely find themselves in an easier position in the future. And so it's up to the people that we talk to Mm -hmm. how much effort they want to put in. Those that put in uh, high levels of effort naturally get much more significant output, much more significant results. So from our perspective, we are as committed as any person can possibly be with regards to our professional mission around creating awareness of how money works in the planning setting. And we will tend to our relationships uh, no different than, you know, we tend to all relationships, which is they get equal effort. We're going to put forth every single thing that we've got. The entire team is going to be here working for them with them. And so it does take a little bit of effort, Matt, but you know what? It's like anything else. It's input versus output. You put, garbage in, you get garbage out. Sure,
1: sure. Well, I love I love, you know, putting the putting the hard work in now. And for all of the listeners, right now is the time, the time that you probably have the energy, right? You know, when you're 70, 80 years old, you know, trying to put in a whole bunch of really hard work on, you know, really what your lifestyle is going to be might might not be where you can be mentally, the earlier you get to this, the better. But I want to have you unpack one more thing, which is, the process, which I know we're going to get into in later podcasts, but I just want you to quantify things for people. I think, um, the listeners, at least the people in the States specifically don't understand how much work it is for you and your team to create such a customized plan. So could you, could you break that down just a little bit more and give our listeners an idea? So even if they don't end up calling you, uh, but they're going to talk to their own financial advisor, that they have a better understanding of what happens behind the scenes, creating an incredibly highly tailored individualistic financial plan.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it comes uh, down to leading with that protection-first mindset, protecting against any and all wealth eroding factors that may interrupt one's personal economy, then naturally leading right into uh, the capacity to save at a target savings rate of 20% of one's gross income, making sure there's ample liquidity, at all times, uh, equal to 12 months to burn, followed by minimizing taxes and short-term debt, staying organized, and making sure that there's constant ongoing review. And so a lot of times, Matt, once we're able to get clients off the ground with this different paradigm, which is naturally going to create different results, there's not as much heavy lifting as it may seem. Because once you're you know, you've created some rules of engagement and you have a very clear understanding of what would need to happen in order to create the most favorable results, then, you know, a lot of it is just constantly coming back to it, tweaking things along the way. Every six to twelve months, you know, looking at the personal economy and as the world is becoming complex outside of your personal economy or your economy is getting more complex or more demanding, you might need to make a couple of tweaks along the way. But I think once you have that initial track to run on with those various principles that we talk about and we'll further discuss in later episodes, I think I think um, no matter what happens in one's world or in the marketplace, they will be so well positioned and they'll never find anything other than extremely favorable results.
1: Gotcha. Well, with this paradigm shift comes a lot of work on both ends, but the more work you put in, the better it's going to be, In the long run, is there anything else that uh, we should uh, wrap up with today?
0: No, I think uh, it starts with mindset, naturally leads to, uh, you know, the element of being and then the element of doing. So thinking, being and doing are very, very critical elements of how we help our clients. And I think it it ultimately leads to this opportunity of, you know, really optimizing one's personal economy. And that's where the appreciation really comes.
1: Fantastic. Well, remember, everybody, if you want to have your paradigm changed and really have a different result when it comes to long-term financial planning, make sure that you're paying attention to little things like the misinformation that's out there, opinions, making sure that you're putting the right amount of attention and being you know, interested in getting the work done, and making sure that you work with somebody who can create a magnificently tailored financial plan for you so that you can live the life that you want. And one of the great quotes from Justin is, be the person today that you want to be tomorrow. So that's it for episode one. We'll see you soon. If you want to know more about Justin Bennett and the Bennett Financial Group, please visit us on the web at www.bennettfg.com or call us at 732-897-4096. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Justin Bennett is a registered representative of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, Securities products and services are offered through PAS, Park Avenue Securities, a registered broker-dealer. Financial representative, the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group, LLC, is not an affiliate of Guardian. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPA.